to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. The other issue that can arise that would lead us to overeat is um, when the foods that we are eating, which are the highly processed foods that we are eating, cause um, hormonal imbalances. Okay, so so that's the kind of category number two. So first category was like the um, chemical confusion from processed foods. Um, the second category is hormonal imbalance. So. The hormonal imbalance is interesting because when you imbalance your hormones, it creates like a whole bunch of downstream effects. So it's not just the cravings, but actually the message to your body um, can be changed from one of, um, you know, burn, fat, keep muscle, right? Which is really what we want. We want to keep our muscle mass and we want to burn the fat to one of keep fat and burn muscle. So how does that happen? That happens through the interplay between two hormones. One is um, the hormone insulin and one is the hormone cortisol, okay? So what happens is that um, with insulin, insulin is a blood sugar hormone. It does a whole bunch of other stuff and I've gone through this um, before in um, my three-part series just recently released on um, understanding your hormones. Um, It was in part two that we discussed this. And what we want to say about that is that when you have, when you have like a highly refined carbohydrate, that's like any sort of whole grain that's been turned into a flour. So whether it's wheat, oat, millet, you know, quinoa, um, amaranth, um, you know, all those things. And then if even like a bean, like that's been turned into a flour, so like chickpea and that kind of thing. And, and sometimes some people even have a poor response to nuts that, that have been turned into a flour, like almond flour, because it just, when you turn something into a flour, you really uh, change the the structure of that whole grain, um, that bean and that nut. The fiber has been kind of pulverized. It's not like encapsulating the sh- the the carbohydrates in there in the food anymore. It's like it's all been kind of like shredded to pieces. So whatever sugar is in there, whatever carbohydrate is in there, now instead of being slowly released because of the protection of the fiber like the you know the fiber kind of helps strip out the carbohydrate from the gut into the bloodstream it's like a fast kind of sugar shot into the bloodstream because it doesn't have that fiber slowing down the absorption anymore it's still there but it's not in the, it's not like surrounding the carbohydrate it's like all been pulverized into a flour same thing with smoothies when you take a fruit and you blend it, um, it's got a totally different blood sugar response than if you ate that fruit whole. And if you have like a fruit juice or a blended um, fruit smoothie, um, the sugar response in the blood is like very, um, you get like sudden spikes, high spikes in sugar. And what that does is it causes the hormone insulin to be released. And when the hormone insulin is released, um, it, um, when it's over-release, like too much insulin, like a lot of insulin has to be made in order to cope with all of that massive amount of sugar that came from what I call the fast carbohydrates. So, you know, anything in flour, so that's 
um, pasta, breads, um, pastries, cookies, crackers, um, protein bars, you know, those kinds of things. Um, fruit, fruit juices, smoothies, gluten-free products are included in that if they're baked and made with flour. Um, what's an exception is if a bread has been made with like whole grains and not turned into a flour. So those would be like, for example, um, Ezekiel bread, which is like a sprouted whole grain turned into bread without having gone through the process of, of becoming a flour in between. Okay. And um, what happens is that when you have these, um, and so the, the slow carbohydrates, which are vegetables, um, fruits that are whole, um, or, um, and some of those fruits can actually be kind of more like a fast carb, like they're very sugary, right? But if you're eating fruits seasonally, like eating the fruits when they're in season, that shouldn't be a problem. It's when you're eating fruits consistently throughout the year without changing it, depending on the season, that's when you run into problems with fruits. And then uh, whole grains, which have not been turned into flour. So like rice is a whole grain, as long as it's not like a quick cook rice, right? Or a quick oats, but regular rice, rolled oats or steel cut oats, millet, amaranth, teff, um, even wheat, if you're not gluten sensitive, um, you know, those are all whole grains, right? Those are slow carbs. So they, cr they create a slow release of um, sugar, in uh, sugar into the blood. A nice slow um, um, uh, increase in insulin occurs, not too high, not too low. It allows the sugar to go into the cells gently and kind of smoothly. Um, and then the insulin, uh, in, and so the blood sugar levels drop, but not too low. They stay within a range. And when your blood sugars stay within a good range, not too high, not too low, um, that is where you don't get your, you don't um, trigger cravings for food. When you have a fast carb, like the flowers products and the juices and the smoothies, and you all of a sudden get a huge spike in uh, blood sugar, a huge spike in insulin. That big spike in insulin causes the, the cells to open up um, very quickly and all at the same time. And all that blood sugar rushes into the cells, um, which leaves um, not very much sugar in the blood. So the blood sugar drops very low. And what happens is that the body does not like it when the blood sugar drops below a certain point. And if it does, it will crave um, carbohydrates to replace that sugar. What it actually is craving is the slow carbs because it doesn't want what just happened to happen again. But what we do most of the time is we repeat the cycle where we um, replenish with the fast carbs. And then that happens again, that blood sugar spike, insulin spike, blood sugar crash craving. Okay. Um, and so that's where you see people who have like um, a breakfast that's like, you know, cereals or a fruit smoothie, granola, right? That has like that, like a sweet granola. And then they eat and then they're kind of like craving something like through the morning. So you know that your, your breakfast is good for you. If you can eat your breakfast, like whatever you break your fast with, whether that's in the morning or later in the day, if you're doing time-restricted eating, but you should not be hungry for like about five hours and after that. So one study showed that a savory breakfast versus a sweet breakfast, the sweet breakfast, people started craving foods around two hours after eating. And then the savory breakfast, which had less sweets, was more like, usually you have like a combination of, you might have some pr healthy protein in there and that kind of stuff. You would have, your craving would, um, for food would only come on around five hours later. And that's healthy. And I wonder sometimes like how, like, yeah, I know children need a lot of food as they're growing, but I notice that they're just, some children um, are just constantly grazing through the day and that might be their constitution. And that might also be, um, related to the kinds of foods that we have been slowly but surely kind of, you know, um, introducing into our culture, which is like these breakfast cereals, these breakfast 
fruit smoothies and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and that can really cause um, a, an issue with like having to eat. Like once you have a, um, um, a blood sugar imbalance in the morning, it kind of sets you up for being dysregulated and craving throughout the rest of the day. Okay. So like, that's why they say like, you know, your breakfast is your most important meal. I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I do think that if you um, start your day off right with the right kind of combination of foods, which would be like slow carbs, good healthy protein, um, healthy moderate amounts of fat, um, which that the protein and the fat together is what really gives you a sense of being full and satisfied um, and not um, throwing that off with like a fast carb thrown in there. Um, that's when you start to get like really good um, hormonal balance and you don't get the cravings. So for example, like for me, um, there was a time I was time restricted eating and I wasn't having like the typical breakfast. I would break my fast between like 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. Um, now I've, I've listened to my body and my body was good with that for a while. And now I'm back to having a breakfast um, and I alternate between having like an Ezekiel bread, um, which is like organic. Um, it'll go bad after like, you know, uh, uh, if you leave it in the fridge, um, it'll go bad after a week. So it's like really fresh, no chemicals, no additives. It's sprouted, um, which we've discussed before is really good for the anti-nutrient content. Um, and it's a whole grain. It hasn't been turned into flour. So I'll have that and I'll alternate it with my overnight soaked oats, um, you know, soaked to decrease the content of anti-nutrients like um, phytate, um, which can damage the gut and really get in the way of absorbing your nutrients. And then I add things like um, some tahini um, for sesame seeds, which has a lot of really nice calcium in it. I'll put some blueberries, which is like a low glycemic, um, so low kind of sugar uh, releasing kind of fruit. And I try to go for the organic wild because they do have better phytonutrient, like um, they're more nutrient dense, more nutrients in them for, for the same like amount. That's what nutrient dense is. And for my children, like they, they can eat nuts, thankfully. So they'll have some pistachios as well, or some cashews that I, you know, I, I soak, you know, I properly prepare my nuts. And for myself, I'll kind of alternate the teeny with like pumpkin seed butter or overnight soaked hemp seeds or chia seeds. You know, I, I alternate and I make sure that I, I'm getting like a good amount of protein. Personally, I don't like starting my day with an animal-based um, protein. I like to start it with plant-based protein, properly prepared so I can fully digest it um, and so I will do a separate podcast on protein powders. I, I do not use protein powders um, and I'll get into that. That's a whole other thing. Um, and I really recommend my clients get off of them, even just as a trial for three months to see how their body responds. Because I do have some issues with the way that protein powders imbalance our hormones, especially as women. So that would be the second way is that you have your hormonal balance uh, dictated by your like your choice between fast carbs and slow carbs and whether you've added enough um, you know protein and healthy moderate fats to give that sense of fullness from real foods right because the other thing is when the blood sugar drops um, the insulin when the blood sugar drops like that it's a, the the tie remember I said it was like an interplay between insulin and cortisol. So this is where cortisol comes in. Cortisol is a stress hormone. And when the blood sugar drops that low, like really, really low, which happens with the fast carbs, right? The, the highs and the lows of the blood sugar. Cortisol gets released by the body because having blood sugar too low is a stressful experience to the body, especially if you have been eating a lot of fast carbs and the body's used to using sugar for fuel and, not, and it's not used to burning fat for fuel. So when it's low on fuel in the blood, it gets like nervous and stressed out. So cortisol gets released 
And cortisol, what it does is when you have cortisol swimming around the body at times that it shouldn't, like cortisol should be high in the morning and then it should go down for the rest of the day. But when it gets triggered to go up again with things like the blood sugar crash, um, it sends a message to the body that it's not safe to, um, to let go of fat because you're in an energy crisis. So it tells the body, don't burn the fat because our, our fuel source is too low. So hold on to the fat and it'll burn um, muscle instead if it has to, right? And so it's like this switch that gets turned off from like, like it's like tapping, you know how you want to like tap into your fat so you can burn it and get rid of it? Well, it, turn, it like closes the door to that like source of fuel and opens the door to the, to the body burning muscle, which is not what you want, right? You don't want to get rid of your muscle mass, right? You want to maintain a healthy amount of muscle mass. Because muscle, the other thing with muscle is that muscle works in this blood sugar balance business because the more muscle you have, muscle likes to use, like muscle can use sugar for energy, right? So the more muscle you have, um, the more that your, that your body's going to like suck up whatever sugar you do eat. So eat from your whole grains and from your fruits and from your vegetables, you'll have even better blood sugar balance if you have muscle on board because it's like a sponge that, sh- that sucks up the sugar, especially if after eating, you go for a walk or you do a few squats, right? That's a really good way to um, further balance your blood sugar. So after a meal, kind of sit for a few minutes, properly digest, and then afterwards, like stand up, go for a walk or do a few squats if you want. That's like one way to get your blood sugar balance under even better control. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 